Alright everybody, I am dropping the ladies and gentlemen from the intro because I feel I should be a little bit more inclusive. Everybody, everybody in the world, you are listening to Crank on Planet Airwaves. And today's episode is a very special Crank episode. We're going the uh, 80s sitcom route, something bad is going to happen, and we're going to learn a very valuable lesson. On this week's episode, this fortnight's episode, this two-weekly episode, because we still can't <laughs> get our heads around, can't get our heads around how long release. this thing will go for. Today's episode, we are looking at the last ten years of rock, of metal, and of us. Yeah. We're going through everything from 2010 right up to pretty much right now, I think. More or less, um, yeah, from January 1st, 2010 to, I guess... December, midnight, December yeah. 31st. <laughs> being, very, being very specific about what constitutes a decade here. Yep, absolutely. None of this, uh, you know, including 2020, because uh, then we'd obviously have to wait another year to do this. And yep. <laughs> it's already set up, so we're doing it now. <laughs> and we, we figured we'll just, we'll just wait for the next 10 years. Yeah, and that's hopefully it. we're still doing this. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But yeah, we're going to go through the uh, beginning of us right through until right now, and we'll tell you all about our future. Yeah, yep, covering everything. You'll hear about how Crank came to be. We're going to cover all of the rock and metal from the last 10 years, albums, songs, births, deaths, marriages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything. Everything. We're going back to two and a half hours. We are, yep. <laughs> we scrapped the hour-long show. Yep. <laughs> yep, finally, we'll uh, talk about what the future holds for us, holds for Crank, and how all of that will hopefully come together. Yeah, it, it's still coming together. It's it's getting there. This is all a part of the process. That is. It, it is. It, yep. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> I am the voice of God. That man over there is the man, Pato. You are listening to Crank on Planet Airwaves, and we are going to come back and tell you a couple of juicy news stories. Right back into it. We're getting into the Crank News Bulletins. First one off the rank. Ramstein have created a, an amazing way to promote their upcoming tour of the U.S., there had been these mock blimps positioned above specific American cities uh, all across the map, but just recently spotted in Southern California is a legitimate blimp with the band's logo printed on the side. It's currently up there flying around telling everybody that Ramstein are coming to town, and I think that is an amazing way to get your tour out there. It's just so Ramstein. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> I love them. I actually checked out their new single yep. the other day, Radio, or Radio. Yep. <laughs> and they're just, they've still got it. They're still Ramstein. There's nothing really Radio uh, about Ramstein. Uh, no. <laughs> that, 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 that's just awesome. So, props to Ramstein. Yeah. But uh, moving on, and less light news yeah. is uh, what happened to Sum 41. So... They've had to cancel two of their shows in January while they were touring in France. 
after an explosive device was detonated outside the Le Etoile. I butchered it, but hey, it's French. <laughs> Inside in Paris during the load-in. Uh, good news is there was no injuries. Yeah, everyone was fine. Uh, but of course, you'd have to cancel after that. You can't guarantee the safety of them or the fans after something like that. The risk is just far too great yeah. for a punk band putting on a show. That's it. The risk of, yeah, someone, a whole bunch of people might die here tonight. Oh, that's it. Like, you know, if they decided to put that on, God knows what could have happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good call. Glad everyone's safe and okay. Um, yeah. Damn miserable thing to do. It's unbelievable. It's, it's just amazing that it's like France is no longer safe for musicians. No. Because it just keeps happening. Yeah. Yep. It's... Even just opening that up to just people, it's not a great place to be at the moment, just in general. There's a lot that's happened in France recently. Yeah. It's not good. They've got their struggles, and... Yeah. If you're a band on tour, you know, I imagine that a lot of them would be hesitant to go there. Oh, absolutely. And you can't blame them. That's really not good. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, good call. Some 41. Made the right choice and glad you're all okay. Yeah, that means you can come back another time. That's it, when it's a little bit more peaceful. (laughs) (laughs) Again, not great news, but... Oh, these are the headlines. Uh, (laughs) Ozzy Osbourne has given thanks to the fans for all of their support after revealing he has been diagnosed with a form of Parkinson's disease. Hmm... Not good. Fortunately, nothing's going to kill that guy anytime soon. Oh, no. No, I I think he honestly died a long time ago, and he's still just running on, like, the nerve Yeah, <laughs> he's just going. Yeah, he's He'll just... never stop. No. <laughs> this, of course, follows a string of ailments that followed him around for all of 2019. And while wife Sharon did explain that it's not a death sentence, but it does affect certain nerves in your body... Osborne's latest release, Ordinary Man, will hit shelves on February 21st, and he doesn't appear to be slowing down anytime soon. He never gave any indication that uh, he was going to stop. No, you wouldn't have known anything was wrong if he didn't announce it. Yeah. So, much love to Ozzy. Hope he gets, you know, gets through it is probably a bad way to put it. It's Parkinson's. Yeah. You know, but yeah, hope he doesn't struggle too badly with it. Yeah, just here's hoping he can live his life. Yeah. Ultimately. That's it, yeah. exactly. So, much love to Ozzy. And unfortunately, the news doesn't get any sunnier. No. <laughs> um, so, it has been a couple of weeks since it happened. So, you know, everyone's heard it by now, but we're still going to mention it. We're still all reeling from the news that Rush drummer Neil... There's no fucking drummer better than Pert. I got that from the Family Guy skit. So good. Cutaway, yeah. I had to put that in there. <laughs> and, you know, it's definitely argued that there is no fucking drummer better than Pert. There isn't. So... He was the best. Ah, uh, absolute god. So, you know, we all miss you, buddy. You were amazing and such a key part of music. Yeah. For the last, Christ, 40 years now? 40 plus years, yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, and it wasn't even just uh, specific to his genre or no. his style of drumming. Everybody. 
Everybody oh. has picked up a little bit of Neil Peart. That's it. He he surpassed genres. Like he just touched everyone that's picked up a set of drumsticks. Yeah. Or just an instrument generally. He was yeah. amazing. Huge influence on so many people. You're gone, but you're not forgotten, buddy. Never be forgotten. Thanks for everything. Yeah, thank you. Um, and then lastly, again, we're really sorry for these headlines. <laughs> Ray Burton, the father of the almighty Cliff. We all remember Cliff. He passed away earlier this month, aged 94. It's a hell of an innings. Yeah, and it's amazing that his name was known throughout rock and metal. Oh. All the circles knew him, and, well, I didn't... I never saw him on the stage or playing anything. No. He was just Cliff's dad. Yep. That's all he needed to be. And he was an amazing part of the metal community. He embraced it. Yeah. He was an amazing guy. Um, again, you, you're going to be missed, buddy. Yeah. So. Anyway, this is Crank on Planet Airways. <laughs> I am the voice of God. That man right there is Pado. And now... We are going to get right into it. This is the Decade of Crank. Okay, guys, welcome back. Pato here, sitting next to the voice of God. And we've got something a little bit different for you guys. Starting off our retrospective look of the last decade, we're going to go through our decade. Yeah. Yep, we're going to sort of let you know what we were up to starting in 2010, how Crank came to be, how Pato met God. And became converted. <laughs> and yeah, sort of give you a look on our history, the two hosts that uh, you guys love so much, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. You haven't let us know anything different, so <laughs> you know we're, we're going to run with that. We're just assuming that we're fantastic. <laughs> well... I guess, being God and all, <laughs> it all starts with you. <laughs> it really does start with me. So we're going right back to uh, Genesis. <laughs> back then it was dark. And I said, well, switch the lights on, man. And away we went. How is Job, by the way? I've been telling him to change his name. Like, dude, just go by Job. <laughs> Like, no, 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 it's going to catch on eventually. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but then let's cut forward to a couple of thousand years into the future. It's 2010. And the voice of God is well and truly unemployed. <laughs> and he's currently at the Bendigo Regional Institute of TAFE, studying a Certificate three in sound production and learning a little bit. But let's be honest... It was Garage Band. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> that, that sounds like Brit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I did that. I got my little certificate from that. Tried to make things work from that. And, of course, nothing happened. And then, yeah, 2011 comes around and, well, I'm working for a living. Yay! I've got no prospects in sight and there's no music on the horizon. Where were you, Pado? <laughs> so, 2010... I actually was employed, uh, lucky me, at a nursing home. Oh boy. Oh, what a fun place to work. Some of the best music came out of nursing homes. <laughs> so I was part of the maintenance team. I was uh, working with my father, which was really cool. 
Um, and yeah, we're responsible for the upkeep of the nursing home. And I was actually involved in music at the time. I was in a couple of different bands. Uh, one sort of melodic death metal and the other one probably you'd class it as metalcore. It was very, you know, that early 2000s metalcore, early 2010s because it's 2020 now and yep. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, it wasn't early 2000s new metal. It was early 2010s metalcore. Um, so, and yeah, I was firmly entrenched in the nursing home and in a couple of different bands, weighing up which one to go with. Probably chose the wrong one because we split up not long afterwards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the cusp of greatness I was. Typical band story. And uh, yeah, come 2011 is not much different. Still working at the nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, still in a band, because the other one had dissolved by this point. Uh, but we were playing shows around Melbourne. Um, went by the name of Broken Instinct, with a K, <laughs> in Instinct. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was my first two years of the decade. Now we move on to 2012. And the, the big very, one. The, the big one. This yeah. is where things really kick off. Yep. We set you guys up, and then I decided to myself, that Cert free just isn't going to cut it. So I headed back to TAFE, and I signed up for the Certificate 4 in sound production. And there was one other classmate there. Literally, there was only two of us in the yeah, class. Yeah, it was just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> No, there was like a solid eight other people. It was a big class. <laughs> well, at, at the big be- at the beginning, there was about twenty people. There was, and yeah. then the the amount of people who actually finished the class was about six, I think. I think it was, and we were in there. Yeah, yep. we we were we were one third of the people. <laughs> yes, and to put that into perspective, um, we tried forming a a metal group that we had the idea for. Yep, it's a really good idea, and I do like it, and I still want to do it. Yep. And we tried to get some of these other guys from the class to come in, and you could just tell that there was that small town mentality behind their musicianship where there wasn't much reaching for anything more than what they already had achieved. Yeah, no, it was that pretty typical band dynamic of a couple of people that really wanted to push it forward and do great things versus three others that enjoyed... Talk, uh, playing their instruments over the top of you in band practice and that was about it and always jamming and never really learning anything from practice to practice yeah so you know typical bands <laughs> like we said small small town band mentality yeah that's it so it was frustrating but uh yeah so 2012 rolled around I'd, I'd actually about six months earlier left the nursing home and I was driving a truck um, moved up to Bendigo and decided to get out of trucks and redo my certificate in sound production, which I had attempted four years previous. Um, decided to sit through it and actually get it done, and that's where we met and yeah, jo- made that band, and that's where we are now. Yeah, and I think it was it was that that music because you got me into the heavier stuff in that yeah. period of time, and yeah, I came around to the idea of playing in this group that 
Yeah. We both had this idea, and yeah, it's got legs. That's oh, It does, and actually to skip forward to current time, we're rehashing it, and uh, you are going to hear some of that music. You actually heard a few riffs from it in the first episode. Yeah, that's right. Before I actually sorted out a proper backing track. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just reaching for things. <laughs> so you've heard some of it. Um, I won't tell you which riffs they were. No, we'll wait until they actually get released. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so, but yeah, you will hear more from this band in the future. Yeah, as definitely. we actually have three dedicated members now. Two yep. of us sitting in this room. Um... So back to 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, yeah, 2013 into 2014. Um, I did the course. I got my certificate and yep. did precisely nothing with it. Yep. I just went back to work because that's just the way it is around here. Oh, You've look. got to work and make your money. That's it. You and me and the four other people that got their certificates have all done sweet F all with it. Yep. Which they told us would happen. About a month before the certificate finished. Yeah. Long after they'd already taken our money. Yep. So, props to them. <laughs> but, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. To put it into perspective, that course has been shut down now. Yeah. Yeah, just recently they they beat a dead horse for quite a few years. and <laughs> yeah, That's exactly it. <laughs> finally admitted defeat. But, uh, yeah, at this point... You and I, we were living together for a year. Yeah. And then I, I met my significant other and ventured out into my own little world. Yep. Yeah, you were living with me and my significant other and another roommate. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, you were the first one to spread your wings and leave the nest. First one to jump ship. <laughs> yep. See you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, while this was going on, while we were living together, we were working on riffs, working on ideas. Yeah. But we were a bit too affected, <laughs> so to say, to really make it actually happen. Uh, look, life gets in the way. Yeah. Um, we were both, yeah, working. A uh, bunch of young people living together. Drink was a thing. <laughs> 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 Lots of uh, empty bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Taking out the recycling was always interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All the neighbours knew what we were doing. Um, but yeah, so it sort of kind of meandered along as a share house does. Yeah. Um, nothing really got done. But, you know, we were working on things <laughs> we're still working on today. We thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. We just never actually completed anything. Yeah, that's it. You know, we did a lot of writing and a lot of that stuff is still being written today just yeah. much more seriously <laughs> yeah and this time we'll actually gonna do it yeah we're gonna do it yep no more screwing around just writing the riffs but yeah uh 2015 interesting story i've got here this is my uh like this is my classic legendary rock story <laughs> so i'm working in this pizza joint it's going nowhere of course it's going nowhere it's a pizza joint yeah and uh i had bought tickets to acdc they were coming on their Rock or Bus tour. It was the end of 2015. And two weeks out... Oh, no, sorry, a little bit earlier out from this date, my boss comes to me and suddenly goes, Oh, P.S., I'm going to a wedding that weekend, so you'll have to work. And I went, No. <laughs> so I quit. No, motherfucker, I'm God. <laughs> I'm the voice of God. I don't actually need to work here. But yeah, that's my, that's my classic rock story. I quit my job to go see ACDC. 
think I quit that same job because we were yeah both at that pizza joint um, the year previous, and I can't remember why it was nowhere near as rockstar as that. I think I was just over it. I'm pretty sure yeah everybody who worked there just went yeah I'm over this I'm heading out. Yeah, oh, the whole thing, it was like rats fleeing a sinking ship. <laughs> <laughs> and there were rats there. There were rats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than other than that, through this period, it w- really was just uh, living and yeah. working yep. and just being regular, everyday private nobodies. That's it. Yeah, you know, typical old story. Uh, the guys that wanted to be rock stars <laughs> facing the reality that most don't become rock stars. It doesn't matter how good you are. No, I think at this point I was back in trucks. Um, yeah, yeah, you went back into that. Yeah, yeah, for a few years and then remembered why I got out of it in the first place. <laughs> so 2017 onwards, um, I eventually got a full-time job. Yep. And for the first time in my life, I was making, I was making money. Yeah. I wasn't just getting by and... Because of that, you are now able to hear us on these $250 NXL microphones <laughs> that are plugged into a Scarlet interface, yes. which goes into a $6,000 computer. You see what I'm getting at, people? Standing on some pretty cheap mic stands. <laughs> and some very, very cheap computer chairs. <laughs> and yeah, um, at that point, I really started to think, you know, I could actually do this. Yep. For the first time ever, you know, the funds were there to go into a studio. Yeah. And make something happen. That's it. And yeah, I started working towards that. Um, and yeah, during this period of time, we never forgot about our project. Oh, God, no. We'd always been working on riffs and bits and pieces, and we'd come yeah. across each other every so often and be like, listen to this new part. Yeah. And we'd go, yeah, one day we should work on this, you know? <laughs> And, yeah, it, you know, stayed in the incubator, just sort of growing away, slowly, slowly, chipping away at it. And uh, still, well, it's just very recently come out of the incubator, but, you know, we'll get to that when we get to it. We're getting there. We're almost there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I'd uh, decided somewhat the same thing. I'd gone to uni and over this time and back out of uni and back into trucks and then back out of trucks and back into uni yep. <laughs> and uh, I've made somewhat the same call in this time that I've decided to go back to the TAFE and do what I want to do that mm-hmm. will also allow me time to do this amazing podcast for you amazing people and work on this track while I study something that's going to be pretty fun but during that time in 2018, anyway, I uh, had a crack at starting my own business, Yep. and uh, it's still going, but it's a hobby. <laughs> but this is what Crank is for. This, this is, is what Crank is it's for. It's all to get our crap off the ground. So, that's it. But, you know, it's still trundling along slowly but surely, and that was in instrument repair, My one of my one two, three true loves. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I spread myself, you know, over a couple of different ways, but uh, yeah, thought I'd give it a crack, tried to go full time with it, small town, instrument repair, separating musicians from their money is quite difficult. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's still trundling along if you are in the central Victorian area and uh, need an instrument worked on, repaired, restored, whatever it is, hit me up. <laughs> get, get in touch. He, he does good work. Cheers. <laughs> but yeah, and we're still trundling along and it was around this time that you and I decided that, okay, we're going to try and do this project as well. Yeah. Um, sat down, actually started properly writing material. Which is still being written, but it is actually seriously becoming a reality. Yeah, definitely. Like, recently, uh, we sat down, we've brought another member into the fold to handle the four strings of doom, or in his his case, six thick strings of doom on a majestic six-string bass. Oh, yeah. It's good. It is good. Um, So, yeah, it's slowly coming together. Moving on to, I guess, the end of last year, moving into this year. Yeah. Um, one thing I will bring up is in 2018, I went to my first ever music festival. Yes. I went to download, and I, I won't name them all, but I saw bands like Judas Priest and Slayer. And, yeah, that really reinvigorated my want to be a working, recording, touring musician. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you'll want to bring sunscreen to your next festival. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely bringing sunscreen next time. That was covered in last episode. It's funny. Check it out. But yeah, after that one day, that the question of that big what if, it popped back into my head. Yep. I had the money, had the job. And I said to myself, if you, if you don't do this now, you're never going to do it. Yeah. And you will regret it. What better time than the present? Absolutely. And literally the present, because after you're finished recording this... We're going into the studio for the uh, my first real professional recording session. Yeah, paying for the time. Yep, and this isn't our project that we were talking about. That's still getting legs. Yeah, but this is a solo project, and it's pretty damn awesome. Yeah, it's right now. It's one song. Yep, but that's all I can afford to record. And the idea is, I get that one song out there, and I try and make those contacts. And it's a good fucking song. And I've got more in the arsenal. Because yeah, we've been yeah. we've been working on riffs and songs for ten years. <laughs> yeah. We have we already have our careers. Yeah. It's all sitting there. We just need to piece it all together. That's it. That's, so yeah. watch this space. We will let you know as soon as our our little project gets off the ground finally. Yeah. Um that is gonna be soon though. And uh, in the meantime, best of luck for your first day in the studio. Thank you very much. And yeah, um, the metal group, I figured we'll save the name till the end. We're, we're going to call it Modern Day Extremist. We are. MDE. MDE. The chant just writes itself. It does. <laughs> we're good at this, guys. We want Chili Willy. I mean, MDE. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, keep your eyes out for our Modern Day Extremist. It is coming to a set of headphones near you whenever yeah yeah it'll it like it's gonna happen it's just a matter of like we gotta yeah yeah pull those pieces together and then yeah we finally got a local studio that we can go into we do and it takes a long time to sort of piece together 10 years of work into a a, a legitimate thing but it's gonna get there and um yeah coming soonish to a streaming service near you if we'd got it done that 10 years ago, it would have been a CD retail of it. Hey, they don't exist anymore. Hell, if it had been 10 years ago, we'd probably have our greatest hits out by now. Yeah, probably. But, you know, again, 
That's the way the news goes. Uh, uh. <laughs> so yeah, keep your eyes out. And uh, to wrap it up, that's the story of your hosts. That's the story of Crank, really. Yeah. Yep. Um, the podcast, not the drug. We're leaning into that. We're working on that. Yeah. Eventually, everyone's going to be addicted to Crank. <laughs> Just like we are. <laughs> Yeah, so now you know us a little bit better, we're going to return back to semi-regular programming and discuss the last 10 years of music in general. Stay tuned. Sit tight. Ladies and gentlemen, you are back listening to Crank on Planet Airwaves. I am the voice of God and it is time for... It's metal. It's time for the obituaries. <laughs> nice connection. So we figured we'd, um, much like our news segment, keep it bright and happy. Yep. <laughs> and rattle off all the people that we unfortunately lost in the last 10 years. And we've got as many as we can, but obviously we can't list everyone. Yeah, no. A um, lot of people died. They did. So <clears throat> we're just going to run through the list of... Lost Legends of the last decade, and uh, just in general, you're all going to be missed. You've all touched somebody in yeah. some way or another in your time in the music industry. You've definitely left your mark on the industry, and oh, yeah. we're doing this because, yeah, you guys aren't going to be forgotten. No, no, that's it. So, pay respects, run through everybody that did, that we did unfortunately lose. And it is, very unfortunately, a long list. Yeah, it is. Starting off, first of all, the legendary rip-off merchant of the Sex Pistols, their manager, Malcolm McLaren. He was 64 years old. Sad one. Peter Steele, from Typo Negative, made it 48. Ronnie James Dio, of course. Yeah, the legend. Ronnie James Dio, Elf, Rainbow, Black Sabbath and Dio, he was 67. Metal horns up. Yeah. Of course, sadly, Paul Gray from Slipknot at 38. Just 38, yeah. That one was a hard one for me. Ari Up from the Slits. Absolute legend. Yep. 48 years old. 48. Jerry Rafferty from Steeler's Wheel. Stuck in the middle with you. Yay. <laughs> uh, at 63. He also, uh, very early on before he did that, he was playing with Billy Connolly. Oh. As a comedic duo. Well, there you go. I'm going to have. Of course, it just clicked. Yep. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll miss you, buddy. Mike Starr from Alice in Chains, one of their drummers. He was yep. just 44. Unreal. Uh, Gary Moore from Thin Lizzy, 58. They're dying young. They are. Damn. It's unreal. Lisa Faye Beatty of Seven Year Bitch. 47. This is a depressing segment. We should not have done this. We should not have done this. Um, of course, the legend, Jim Marshall, none other than the founder of Marshall Amplification. 88. He had a good innings. He had a good innings. Good innings and by Jim. Absolute legend. Yeah. I'm going I'm to go two in a row here. Yep. First off, we got John Lord from Deep Purple. An absolute legend on the keyboards. Massive. Those Hammond sounds were amazing. He was 71. And then a personal favourite of mine, Alvin Lee from 10 Years After. 
the man who played Big Red, the yeah. guitar that ate Woodstock. <laughs> he was 68 years old. It's unreal. And speak, that guitar is currently on sale. And if I ever make the money, yeah. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> so, we got Clive Burr, one of the oldies from Iron Maiden. Not part of their current lineup for a while, obviously, but yeah. he definitely played his part. Uh, he made it to 56. And then also, and tough one for me, was Chi Cheng from Deftones. 42. Just 42, yeah. Bit of a national one for us. Yep. Chrissy Amplett, who was the lead singer of a group called The Divinals. Massive Australian band. When I think about you, I touch myself. Yep. But anyway, <laughs> enough about you, Pato. <laughs> yeah, Chrissy was 53 years old. That was a hard one for the nation. That came out of nowhere. It really did. Yeah. She was, you know, one of Australia's most prevalent musicians. She, you know, yeah. Everyone sort of reeled when they heard Chrissy had gone. Yeah. Such a shame. Ah, tough one for me personally was the legend Jeff Hanneman. Yeah. From, of course, Slayer at 49. And it wasn't the... It wasn't the flesh-eating virus that got him in the end. No. He survived that. Yeah. That's insane. It is. Yeah. It's... Mm, that was... Yeah. We'll miss you, Jeff. Yeah. A classic one. A very yeah. classic one. Ray Manzarek from The Doors. 74 years old. See you around, Ray. And then, again, another 74-year-old. One that a lot of people haven't heard of because he just wasn't commercially successful, but... He was well-known amongst songwriting circles. Absolutely. J.J. Cale. Yeah. may not have heard of him, but you've heard his work. Oh, you've heard his songs somewhere. Yeah, I guarantee it. That's it. Big one was Lou Reed, of course, from Velvet Underground. Yeah. And teaming up with Metallica for Lula. And that Transformer album he did. Yep. What an album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, now, Lou made it to 71. You know... Some of his music was the butt of a lot of jokes, but he was a legend. Yeah, so. definitely. Uh, another Australian, Doc Neeson from The Angels. Any of the uh, punk aficionados out there will know of The Angels. Am I ever going to see your face again? Unfortunately, not Doc. <laughs> he was 67. Legend. Uh, another big name band was Scott Ashton from The Stooges at 64. And it just gets worse for the punks. Yep. Tommy Ramone from the Ramones. Yeah. 65. God, never thought he'd die. Ah, uh, Johnny Winter made it to 70. Good on you, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, did well. He did very well for himself. Absolutely. And another big one for me, and this is just a huge shock to the metal world in general, was Wayne Static from Static X. Unfortunately passed at 48. And then he's a uh, partner. Yeah. Um, she took her own life a couple of years later. Yeah. It's absolutely sad. That's yeah, eh? a tragic story, that one. We miss you, Wayne. Yeah. Um, Bobby Keys, who did a lot of work with the Rolling Stones very early on. Yep. And he's considered sort of that, like, the extra Stones member. Yep. If you had to pick one. He was 70. Yeah. Such a shame. And now a big one. Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker. Made it to 70. And... Everyone knows Joe. Legend. Everybody knows that voice. Yeah. His voice didn't make it to 70, but he did. Yeah. <laughs> A little personal favourite of mine, Andy Frazier from the band Free. 
he, he hooked up with that band when he was about 16 years old Damn. and he was just that good of a bass player yeah he was 62 when he passed legend uh, AJ Piro Piro however you'd say it I always called it Piro <laughs> uh, of course from Twisted Sister went to 55 unfortunately B.B. King had a very good innings. He yeah. made it to 89 years old, and he was still writing and performing right yeah. up to the very end. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris Squire from, yes, 67. An insane musician. Oh, amazing. Insane. Scott Whelan from Stone Temple Pilots. He just, he couldn't get himself sorted. Yeah. And he, yeah, he passed away at 48. Yeah, it's a bad one. Yeah. Another one that everyone will know is Stevie Wright from the Easy Beats. Only made it to 68. And that's despite going through some incredibly torturous electro shock therapy yeah. in his life that yeah. really did some damage to him. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. That, terrible stuff, that. Here's a big one for you. Everybody remembers this one David Bowie. Yeah. He didn't tell anyone. He just. After that last album came out and people listened to it, they realised that that was his goodbye. Yeah. That was... And when you listen to it afterwards, that was... It was tough. It's haunting. Yeah. He was uh, 69, David. And then Glenn Frey from the Eagles. Mm. The first Eagle to pass away. Yeah. The first one. The rest of them, they're still kicking. He was uh, 67, that one. Unreal. Another big one for me, George Martin, who helped in a huge way to make the Beatles sound and look yeah. the way they did. He was 90. That's a good innings. Yeah. Uh, another shock to just the music world in general was Prince. Yeah. Or the artist formerly known as Prince. 57. Just 57, yeah. Very young. Uh, another personal one for me was Nick Menza from Megadeth. That sucked. Uh, got to 51. Absolute legend. Yeah, no one really saw that one coming. No, yeah. no, that, that came out of left field. Yeah. Um, Scotty Moore, who played with Elvis, at yeah. one point he was considered the best guitar player in the world. Yeah. He was 84. Uh, another big one was Leonard Cohen, 82. Not a bad innings. Not a bad innings at all, really. No. Greg Lake from Emerson Lake and Palmer, he was 69. Yep. Uh, another one, Rick Parfitt from Status Quo. Made it to 68. George Michael doesn't really fit the bill, but I figured we'll give him a shout-out. George Michael was just 53. Yeah, that's it. And look, he was legend as well. Like, everyone knew George Michael. Um, that was a shocker. Came out of nowhere. Betty Willis, the soul singer, made it to 76. On your Betty. Yeah. This one, this was a really hard one for me. There. Tom Petty. 66. I was legitimately cut up yeah. when I read it. I was so upset. That one, that sucked. I never saw him live. Nah, yeah, neither. That would have been a great one to go see live. Miss you, Tom. Um, another big one was Fats Domino. And he did well. He made it to 89. A lot of those old guys. Yeah. There were a lot of um, old blues musicians who made it yeah. right through till now. Yep. And yeah, they all dropped off this these last 10 years. Yeah. Two in a row for me. First one is Chuck Mosley. Chuck Mosley. He was just 57. Unreal. And then this was the, the big one for me. Yeah. Malcolm Young. Yep. He was 64 years old. He got 
dementia. That was a, yeah, that was a long, sad story. That one. I knew that they announced it, and they announced he was out. And I said to myself, "That's." I said to you one day, "That's the last we'll hear of it. Yeah. The next thing we'll hear is that he's passed away." Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, no, it was horrible. Um, good old Malcolm. Next one was probably the biggest impact for me on this list. Was of course Dimebag's brother, Vinny Paul Abbott. Yeah. That's just the two with the two brothers gone. That's just a sad story, and Vinny made it to fifty-four, and the two brothers from my favourite band got got Dime tattooed on my arm. Vinny's probably going to end up on there at some point. <laughs> yep. You know the brothers have got to be together, but uh, yeah, they're my favourite band. Uh, lost half half my favourite band and both the Abbott brothers. Yeah. It's- Terribly sad. Um, and poor Jerry. Oh. Yeah. Lost both. That's... This this really sucked. Yeah. Um, another another tragic loss was Dolores Riordan of yeah. the Cranberries. Yeah. 46 years old. Um, yeah. Freak accident. Just tragic. Yeah, no one saw that coming. No. That really came out of nowhere. Hadn't heard anything from him. Yeah. Dead. Um, it's a shock, you know. What what musician at some point hasn't picked up and learned zombie? I know. Yeah. So everybody knows it. Oh, everyone. Huge one. Aretha Franklin. Never thought she'd actually die. I saw her. She came out at um, Obama's. Yep. Um, induction, whatever it's called. Yeah. And yeah, she put on a show there, and it was like, might as well have been 40 years ago. Oh. You know? She was incredible on stage. Never lost it. She got to 76. Yeah. Lorna Doom of The Germs, one of the legendary punk bands from way back. 60 years old she was. Yep. Unreal. Pete Shelley from The Buzzcocks, 63. We lost a lot of punks. We did. We lost a lot of punks. Bad decade for punks. Eddie Money. Yep. 70. Another one. Yeah. Uh, Rick Okasek from The Cars. 75. That's a damn shame. They were cool. Yeah, that one came out of nowhere too. Yeah. Ginger Baker he, of Cream. Yep. He was 80. He was he was old back in the 60s. He was. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, oh, what a talent. Like, oh, Sunshine of Your Love was one of the first songs I ever learned. Yeah. Just awesome they were way ahead of their time too Mm. and last but certainly not least Marie Fredrickson from Roxette 61 and just when you think that well man that's a pretty rough decade we've got a couple of uh, groups that we want to point out yeah the first one is we lost three of the Blues Brothers it's unreal you Um, and I both Huge Blues Brothers fans. It's my second favourite film of all time. Yeah. Alan Mr. Fabulous Rubin was 68, Donald Duck Dunn was 70, and Matt Guitar Murphy was 88. <sighs> Guitar Murphy. He was one of my favourites. So. And. It doesn't get better from here. Motorhead. Holy crap, we lost a lot of Motorhead. Ah, uh, yeah. 
so much of the lineup over the years is gone. Mm. Wurzel, Phil Taylor, Eddie Clark, Larry Wallace, all between 60 and 70. And then, of course, the big one. The Motorhead. The Motorhead, Lemmy Kilmeister. Honestly, I thought he was one that was going to go on forever as well. Like, I, yeah. No one expected him to make it to 70 for a start. No. And then once, you know, once he'd gotten through the worst of it, you sort of thought like, well, that's it. He's never going to leave us. Yeah, he'd just be there forever. Yeah. And now he's gone. Yeah, you just forget. Yeah. And I'll point out with that lineup. So Phil Taylor, Eddie Clark, and Lemmy, that's the classic Motorhead lineup. Yep. But not only that, Larry Wallace, he was their original first guitar player. Yeah. So it's the, the beginnings of Motorhead. Gone. It's all gone. Yep. It's just terrible. Yeah. Uh, it still doesn't get better. And then finally, we've got two special mentions that we wanted to give shout-outs to. Yep. The first one is Christina Grimmie, who was just 22 years old when she was shot and killed outside the Plaza Live in Orlando, Florida, while she was meeting fans and signing autographs. It's just an, another twisted story of a deranged fan. Yeah, who apparently felt that they were entitled to take Christina's life for whatever reason, and then they took their own life so that they could be together or something ridiculous like that, and it's just a it's just a damn shame. She was just 22. Yeah, it's a twisted story, and one that's just far too common in any celebrity circle. Yeah. Like musicians, actors, whatever. Just, yeah, these deranged fans that think they can just take... It's horrible. Yeah. So, yeah, damn shame. And I'll go through the names and see if I can get these correctly, all right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, Vlad Talia was 37. Mihai Alexandru was 39. Bogdan Lavinius was, 30, was 34. And Alex Pascu was 33. And they were all a part of the metalcore group Goodbye to Gravity. And all but one of those in the band uh, died in the collective nightclub fire which killed 64 people and injured 146 others that is just that was tragic like people get old and pass away all the time but for something like that to happen to completely decimate a band like that yeah yeah and to take so many others with them as well um, that was just a tragedy that was that was horrible yeah and Goodbye to Gravity were a cool band and they were a really yeah, I don't want to say on their way to doing good things because they were already doing good things, but I reckon they could have been one of the big ones. They they probably would still be kicking right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, just horrible way to go for them, for the fans, for everyone involved in that. And yeah, horrible thing to experience for any of the people who got out. That's going to be with them for life. Absolutely. But um, yeah. So that is our that's our obituaries. Yes. And we we flew through it a little bit, but. I think we uh, we put a little bit too many names on the list. Possibly, but, you know, everyone on there touched a lot of people. Yeah, one um, way or another. That's it. And we didn't want to dwell on it too much, but we wanted to pay our respects. It's an unfortunate thing that happened. Um, and to all of the people that we listed and to a few that, you know, didn't make the list that were left out for whatever reason, you know gone but not forgotten. Thank you for your services. You'll never be forgotten.
Okay guys, welcome back, and we are now moving away from the sad and horrible. Yeah, we got that done and out of the way. Yep, so we're now moving on to 10 years of our favourite albums. 10 years of album reviews, guys. Yep, <laughs> so strap in for the next uh, seven and a half hours of your life. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what we've done is picked our favourite albums, um, basically anywhere from one to three. I've picked three albums from each year, first, second, and third favourites. Uh, you've done more or less the same thing. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to list the al- the artist, the album, and our rating out of ten. And then we're going to follow that through, and our actual crank playlist for today is going to be virtually our favourite songs from each of those albums. Yeah, pretty much. And then we've got a bit of information following that, and you'll be able to check those songs out. Yep. (laughs) So without further ado, we're going to go through year by year and pick out our favourite albums. So, starting at the start in 2010, where did you land? So, I started off the decade very well. I scored Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Mojo. Yep. Second last album before Tom's unfortunate demise. Yeah. It is a massive combination of blues, rock country, soul, everything that Tom Petty was known for, and I gave that one a 10 out of 11. That is a really good album, that one. It's a sick album. Oh, so good. So I've got three from 2010, as I smack the microphone out of the way. So, coming in at third was Nevermore, The Obsidian Conspiracy. That one came as a nine, that was their last album. Second was Parkway Drive's Deep Blue, which scored a 10, and it was a toss-up between first and second. They both scored the same, but, you know, going into decimals and all that. Yep. Uh, the winner for that year was Asylum by Disturbed. Mmm. That was probably my favourite album from them this decade. So that also scored a 10. Damn. Disturbed, hey? Disturbed. (laughs) 2011. I've got one album. (laughs) Blackstone Cherries Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. It's it's rock. It's metal. It's got that that country fried feel to it. Only Blackstone Cherry know how to do. Yep. And I scored that one a 9 out of 11. How's this for continuity? Number three. Blackstone Cherry (laughs) Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. Scored a nine. Ooh. Hey. We both liked that album. We both liked it. Uh, second was Trivium's In Waves. Awesome album. Heavy as hell. That scored a nine. And 2011 is one of my favourite bands that no longer exist. Is The Ruin of Man by Sacred Mother Tongue. Yeah. Uh, featuring none other than Andy James on guitar. That one scored a ten. Moving on to 2012. And this is where I come to the fore. I've got a whole bunch of albums from this year. First one, Led Zeppelin Celebration Day. They finally got back together. They put on a hell of a show. They dropped tuned their guitars. Yeah, and it worked perfectly. Everything's better in drop tune. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I gave that one a, a 9 out of 11. The next one, Tremonti's All I Was. That was pretty much the album that... That was his first album debut album yeah and you got me into that yeah by playing it at tape yeah that's where 
my love of modern rock really kicked off. Yeah, dude. And another one that got a 9 out of 11. Uh, ZZ Top's La Futura. That was the last one they've done so far. It's been a long time. It has. That one I scored a 10 out of 11. One out of left field, the Beards. Having a beard is the new not having a beard. They're an awesome band. Check them out. All their songs are about beards. I gave that one a 10. And the last one from that year, Blackberry Smokes, The Whippoorwill. Just country fried. Nice. Totally country fried. I gave that one a 9. Nice. Well, I had the the three again. Uh, Third was Lamb of God's Resolution. Came in at number 9. Second was... Tremonti's All I Was. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That one got another nine. Yep. And then a southern supergroup that have only done two albums, but they are featuring Rex Brown on bass. So being the Pantera fan I am, I had to check them out. And my God, what a band. It's Kill Devil Hill with their self-titled album Kill Devil Hill. Got a ten. Nice. Alrighty. 2013. I've got a whole bunch from 2013. Ludovico Ainaudi's In a Time Lapse. It's uh, classically inspired, mainly piano. Yep. But, man, I love listening to that stuff. I did check that, that out when I saw it on the list, and it's pretty yep. cool. It is good. It's really good. Uh, that one got a 10. Motorhead's Aftershock. That is probably, outside of their classic period, Yep. that's got to be my favorite. Yeah, Aftershock. Nice. It's insane. That one scored a 10. Newstead's heavy metal music they only did the one album yep he couldn't afford to keep that thing going but they just sound like Motorhead <laughs> so they got a 10 as well <laughs> Airborne's Black Dog Barking by far and away my favourite album by them uh, they also got a 10 and uh, what we got Alter Bridges Fortress what album that is probably my favourite album of the last 10 years yep it got a 10 and last from 2013 Black Sabbath 13 scored an 8 and Alice in Chains The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here I gave that a 10 <laughs> oh what an album name oh, no. so my three were Hacktivist Hacktivist <laughs> 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 they're like a I don't know I guess you could call it modern day new metal yeah it's sort of it's two dudes rapping over some awesome proggy gent sort of stuff mm. uh, featuring the bassist from aforementioned Sacred Mother Tongue so Hacktivist by Hacktivist got a 10 second was Fortress by Alder Bridge yep. <laughs> that also got a 10 also one of my favourite albums from the decade but Alter Bridge would have won it had Sacred Mother Tongue not released Out of Darkness which is one of my all time favourite albums it's amazing got an 11 I'm finding that we like there's this whole jo- side, of, this whole genre to you that's way heavier than I. Yeah. That I don't, <laughs> I don't uh, touch upon like <laughs> hacktivists and all that. What we got? 2014. We have got Black Label Society's Catacombs of the Black Vatican. That is an awesome title name. It is. He's great album too. Zach Wild and the rest of them scored a nine. Blackstone Cherry came back around again with Magic Mountain. I scored him an eight. The Beards came back around with the Beard album. That album, in physical form, is covered in a beard. It's so it's good. It's so good. I love it. That one scored a 10. And what did you have? So, I this is going to be a weird one because it's heavier. Heavy? Heavier 
indie rock. <laughs> <laughs> so number three was Slipknot's point five, the Grey chapter, obviously in memory of Paul Grey. That got nine. Second was one of your favourite bands, <laughs> Rings of Satin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Lugal Kien, that got nine. And then coming out on top is a band by the name of Royal Blood. Yeah. They're a pair of brothers, a bassist who has an insane rig that makes it sound like a bass and a guitar, and a drummer. And they do this sort of, they're not indie, um, but they are like sort of a rock band. Um, yeah. Definitely not Rings of Satin heavy. Um, but it's just cool rock, and that's their self-titled album, Royal Blood, and that got a 10. Nice. Awesome songs. Good job for just two guys. Yeah. Alrighty, 2015, and we come across the band that I quit my job for, ACDC, <laughs> with Rock or Bust. And that one was not my favorite ACDC album, but I still loved it. I gave that one an 8. They don't stray too far from the path. No. So you're going to get something. And I just love that the album Rock or Bust was the one that you went bust on so that yep. you could rock. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. I've got an affinity with this album. <laughs> Next one in line is Slayer's Repentless. Ah, Final no. one by Slayer that uh, got a 9 out of 11. And then the last album by Motorhead before Lemmy's Untimely Passing, Bad Magic. And man, he, he sounds... Sounds old on that album. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, that one also got a, a 10. Nice. So, 2015 for me, number three was Repentless yep. by Slayer. <laughs> Fantastic album. It was a great way to close everything out. Um, they came back to form after a few different styles, yeah. you could argue. Repentless got nine from me. Then Disturbed pops its head up again with Immortalized. That's a cool album um, not quite Asylum but still quite cool that got a yep. 10 and then a smaller band but I, I guess you could call them Gent Rock yep <laughs> and that's Dorje with yeah. Catalyst Dorje yeah so that's of course um, a couple of guys from YouTuber in that band that are known for YouTube Rubia Massad on guitar and of course Rob Chapman which if you're in the music category on YouTube. There are a lot of current videos about what kind of guy he is at the moment. I've been seeing that. Yeah. I'm not sure where I land on that. I'm going to have to look into it a bit more but you know, separating art from the artist and all that. Awesome band. Uh, their album Catalyst got an 11 and won 2015 for me. Ooh. Mm. Damn. That's that's a ringing endorsement. Yep. <laughs> 2016. I got two albums. Just the two. Billy Talent's Afraid of Heights. I gave that one an 8 out of 11. Bit different from them, from the the previous stuff, but yeah. I still liked it. I, I couldn't get amongst it as much, because I love their previous albums. Yeah. Um, so cool. Their guitar work is something I'd never heard before. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, very, very cool stuff. But yeah, couldn't get around Afraid of Heights. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one from 2016 is Judas Priest's Firepower, where oh. nothing has changed. No. They're the same band they've always been, and that one got a 9 out of an, out of an 11. Great album by a great band. So, 2016 for me, Dorje poked their head up again <laughs> for number 3, and that's the album Centered and One. That got a 9. 
Second, jumping back over into my very heavy side, was uh, After the Burial. Very mm. heavy sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the album Dig Deep got a 10. And then finally, you've heard me mention them a couple of times, winner of 2016 was Ginger. Yeah. With the incredible vocalist. Yeah. Uh, their album King of Everything, another 11. Damn, you really like that stuff. I love yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> we've got 2017 heading, heading into 2017 we've got shock rocker Alice Cooper with Paranormal I gave him a 9 nice nothing's changed with him <laughs> getting better by with age Greg Graffin's Millport Greg Graffin of course comes from Bad Religion but of course all of his uh, his solo stuff is very um, folky oh. all, all acoustic stuff there yeah. you go different style from him I gave that one an 8 and then New Kids on the Block, Greta Van Fleet with From the Fires. I gave that one a 9 out of, out of an 11. Nice. Uh, 2017 for me is too ridiculously heavy and one punk. <laughs> <laughs> so coming in at third is Rise Against with Wolves. Yeah. Cool album. Um, that one got a 9 from me. Second... Again, your favourite band, Rings of Saturn. <laughs> Ulta Ula. I'm sure I'm butchering these uh, CD names, but come on, they're not English. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the best we can. We're doing the best. That got a 10. And then Arkspire, Relentless Mutation. Mm. Oh, what an album. <laughs> yeah. That one won 2017 with an 11. And I've heard they're working on new stuff, so... Ooh. Yeah, you're going to have to sit through one of your albums <laughs> yeah, shortly. Yeah. We'll do it, we'll do it. 2018, I forgot to write this one down, but... Greta Van Fleet's Anthem for the Peaceful Army. Oh, good album. They are coming... Like, knock them for sounding like Zeppelin all you want, but they're coming into their own sound. They are, and... It, hey, it's not like a band's never sounded like another band before. Yeah, <laughs> all all the rock bands today, they sound like stuff from yeah. 30, 40 years ago, but they're on, they're on their way. They'll find their feet. Yep. I gave that one a nine. And, you know, Robert Plant endorses them, so... Yeah, he does. Yeah. So, so for me, again, another three. Uh, coming in at third, uh, Southern Rock Legends, fronted by Pepper Keenan, Corrosion of Conformity. Their new album, No Cross, No Crown, is just corrosion of conformity they haven't yep. changed they're still <laughs> hanging it out as old as they are it's amazing second are the guys that brought you the new version of zombie bad, bad wolves. wolves so their album disobey got another nine that is seriously cool they go from oh actually no they don't go from sort of lighter to heavy even their cover of zombies was you know heavier than i've heard a few covers of yeah. and then they just get heavier from there and then finally Architects with Holy Hell got a 10 I haven't heard of them they're really cool yeah you know, this song on that one was Doomsday which is just still one of my favourite songs amazing sweet and then wrapping it up with 2019 2019 I've only got the two reviews and they're ones that we did on the show yep the first one is Airborne's Bone Shaker. If you remember, I gave that an 8 out of 11. Yep. Go check that one out. And lastly, Bad Religion's Age of Unreason. A great way to end the decade. 
playlists of a whole bunch of We Hate Trump songs. <laughs> that one got A9. Nice. And continuity again, my three are three that we've previously reviewed. Yep. Uh, third was Dream Theater's Distance Over Time with an eight. Second was Walk the Sky by Alter Bridge. Yep. That one got an eight. And then, big surprise, God's favorite band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rings of Saturn won 2019 with Get em, with a ten. Yeah, I remember you loving that album. Oh. Inside and Out. It was just incredible. <laughs> and I I know since you listened to it, they've become your go-to band as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm never going to stop. <laughs> no, I do like the Macrocosm. Oh. I, I chuck that on every so often. That is a great song. Yeah. The Macrocosm awesome. So that's our decade of album reviews. Yeah, we're not going into any greater detail than that. No, no. <laughs> otherwise, we it would be a seven and a half hour uh, show, and my previous comment at the start of that segment would not have been in jest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, um, listen to the list. Yeah, go down, go down it. Uh, have a listen to some new stuff. Yeah, there's some good music that came out in the last ten years. Oh god, yeah, and there's a good mix there. A little bit of something for everybody. We've got. Some tech death metal going through to punk, some blues, just some straight up rock. There's and, something there for everyone. And at the end of it, Ludovico Einaudi. Yeah, <laughs> right out of left field. <laughs> Stick around for our playlist. Voice of God and Pato, you're listening to Crank on Planet Airwaves. Hey guys, welcome back. So, we're going to change up the order of the segments a little bit because we figured we'd follow on from those album reviews with the playlists. Because the playlist is basically a collection of songs from those albums. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, we've all picked a few songs from the album. And um, do we want to tell them now or will we tell them at the end of the playlist? Let's wait till the end of the playlist. Okay. Since we brought it up and now we'll leave them hanging. Yeah. That's what we like to do. Yeah. <laughs> so keep your ears out for a bit of news on, at the end of this playlist. I'll kick things off. Uh, my playlist of the decade is uh, a selection of songs from those albums that made the top three of my favourite albums. We'll go through them in order of the years. So starting off at 2010 uh, is Warrior from the album Asylum by Disturbed. And Another Way to Die from Asylum by Disturbed. There is also Sleepwalker from Deep Blue by Parkway Drive. And following that one is from The Obsidian Conspiracy, Your Poison Throne by Nevermore. So, a couple of tracks there to check out. 2011 brings in the first album of Sacred Mother Tongue. And this is off The Ruin of Man. So a few songs from this one, because I just couldn't pick one or two. There's Anger on Reflection, Force Fed, and then My Sins Have Become My Fears slash A Final Idea. My Sins Have Become My Fears are like the 1 minute 30 segue track that leads into A Final Idea. Yep. There's also In Waves from Trivium's album In Waves, and then Killing Floor by Blackstone Cherry from mm. Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. Yep. Great song. Moving on to 2012, we've got Strange 
from Kill Devil Hill's album, Kill Devil Hill. Mm -hmm. We've also got So You're Afraid from All I Was by Tremonti. And the title track from that album, All I Was, from Tremonti. Yep. You've also got Ghost Walking from Lamb of God's Resolution. Then, another big list of songs from Sacred Mother Tongue for 2013, (laughs) because my favourite album from them, Out of Darkness, A Light Will Shine, is still one of my all-time favourite songs. Um, Evolve slash Become... That's the one track. That's just the name of the track. And then Bleeding Out. We've also got Cry of Achilles from Fortress by yep. Alter Bridge. Yep. Incredible song. And then Farther Than the Sun from the same album. Mm. They got real heavy on that one. Yeah. And then this one's a, a good one. Try and work out the order of song, album, and <laughs> artist. Hacktivist. Hacktivist. So that is the song Hacktivist off the album Hacktivist by the band Hacktivist. (laughs) That just takes me back to the song Bad Company on the album Bad Bad Company Company by by Bad Bad Company. Company. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Moving on to 2014, and you've got Royal Blood, starting off with Out of the Black and then Figure It Out. So. Two awesome songs that I still rock today. Then you've got from Lugal Kien by Rings of Saturn, Senseless Massacre, and No Pity for a Coward. Moving on to Slipknot's Point Five, The Grey Chapter, of course, The Devil in I. Awesome song. That was sort of the main song off the, yep. the album. Halfway through the year... Halfway through the decade, even. (laughs) (laughs) One long year. (laughs) Um, 2015 has White Dove, Catalyst, and Written from the Catalyst album by Dorje. Dorje. Open Your Eyes off Immortalized by Disturbed. And then three from Slayer's album Repentless, which is Repentless, Chasing Death, and Piano Wire. (laughs) (laughs) That one almost got on there just from name alone, but it does go with an awesome song. 2016 is three from the King of Everything album by Ginger. You got Pisces, which is the one famous on YouTube for all the different reaction videos. I Speak Astronomy and Words of Wisdom. Following up with uh, After the Burials album Dig Deep, you've got Lost in the Static Collapse and Heavy Lies the Ground. Then finally for 2016, we've got Centered and One and To Survive from Dorje's album Centered and One. 2017 was Involuntary Doppelganger from Arc Spy's album Relentless Mutation. Yep. And also Calamus Will Animate from Arc Spy's Relentless Mutation. <laughs> I love that one because the intro vocals and it starts from the first second are a homage to one of my favourite rappers, Tech 9 mm. Very cool. Yeah, that's right. Um, we've also got Wolves and Parts Per Million from Rise Against's album Wolves and then Servant of the Sentience and Parallel Shift from Rings of Saturn's album Ulta Ula. 2018 has Doomsday 
by Architects from mm-hmm. Holy Hell and Death Is Not Defeat from the same album. You've also got uh, Learn to Live and No Masters from Bad Wolves Disobey. And then Corrosion of Conformity's album No Cross, No Crown has highlights The Luddite and Forgive Me. The Luddite being the one that they chose to do a video for. And then finally, 2019, you know the albums. Yep. So yep. I've already recommended these songs, but hey, we'll go through them again. We've got Bloated and Stiff and Hypodermis Glitch from Rings of Saturn's album Gidem. Take the Crown and Forever Falling from Alter Bridges Walk the Sky. And Untethered Angel and Fall Into the Light from Dream Theater's album Distance Over Time. So that's my picks for the last decade. So head out, <laughs> check them yeah. out. That's what I was <laughs> rocking for the last 10 years. How about the voice of God? Yeah, if you thought that was a long list, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I went nuts. I'm going to rush this. <laughs> All right, starting in 2010, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Mojo, something good coming. Insanely good. Coming. <laughs> 2010 again, Bad Religion's The Descent of Man, their song Won't Somebody. 2010, Black Label Society's Order of the Black, Go to Black Sunday. 2010, Danz- Danzig's Death Red Sabbath, Check Out Night Star Hell. Into 2011, Blackstone Cherries, Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. If you like Killing Floor, check out Such a Shame. Such a good song. 2011, Black Label Society's The Song Remains Not the Same. It's a bunch of uh, acoustic tracks by them. Yep. Check out Riders of the Damned. 2011, Motorhead's The World Is Yours. Check out Born to Lose. 2012, Tremonti. Off the album Tremonti, and it's So You're Afraid. Ah, what a song. That was the song that got me going with him. ZZ Top's Laugh Futura. Check out Gots to Get Paid. You gots to get paid. You gots to get paid. The Beards. Having a beard is the new not having a beard. This beard stays. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good song. (laughs) Blackberry Smokes the Whippoorwill. Uh, contains the song Ain't Much Left For Me. That's the lead single off that one. Nice. Billy Talent's Dead Silence has Man Alive. Great song. The Rolling Stones compilation album, Grr, had mm. one new track called Doom and Gloom, and it's just as good as anything they wrote nice. back in the day. Dust and Glass out off of Motorhead's Aftershock. God Snake off of Newstead's Heavy Metal Music. No One Fits Me Better Than You from Airborne's Black Dog Barking. From Alter Bridges Fortress, I went to Calm the Fire. Oh, good song. That's such a good song. The vocals on that. Oh, yeah. Oh. From Black Sabbath 13, I've gone God is Dead. From Alice in Chains, The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here, I went Phantom Limb. From The Dropkick Murphys, Signed and Sealed in Blood, Rose Tattoo. Also check out the band Rose Tattoo. Yep. <laughs> uh, Thrash Guys, new new era of thrash. Lost Societies, Fast, Loud, and Death has the song "Kill Those Who Oppose Me." That's a good song. Pink Floyd's "The Endless River," uh, the final the final album from Pink Floyd. Check out the uh, song "Louder Than Words." Off of Black Label Society's Catacombs of the Black Vatican, go for "I've Gone Away." On Blackstone Cherry's Magic Mountain, I've got too many bands with black in the title. <laughs> Check out Peace Pipe. From the Beards, the Beard album, go for Stroking My Beard. Um, the Lazies are a regular old 
Aussie rock band. Yep. They've done a few things. They're, they're making waves. Check out Shake It Like You Mean It. If you like them, go to ACDC's Rock or Bust and check out Got Some Rock and Roll Thunder. Slayer's Repentless. Repentless. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so From Motorhead's bag, Bad Magic, check out Shoot Out All of Your Lights. Ghost Ship of Cannibal Rats off of Billy Talent's Afraid of Heights. No Surrender from Judas Priest's Firepower. Darkened Flags at the Cusp of Dawn from Drive-By Truckers off their album American Band. From Metallica's Hardwired to Self-Destruct, check out Hardwired. Yeah. The Rolling Stones again from their their blues album Blue and Lonesome. You've got Ride Em On Down. Alice Cooper's Paranormal, check out Paranoid Personality. From Greg Graffin's Millport, check out Lincoln's Funeral Train. Uh, Meat on the Ledge is a cover from the Greta Van Fleet uh, from The Fires. Scott Green from June Rats. The kids will know it's bullshit. <laughs> I love that album title. <laughs> so good. Ocean Alley off their album Chioscuro. You've got Happy Sad. Uh, from Airborne's Bone Shake, you've got This Is Our City. Good song. Do the Paranoid Style from Bad Religion's Age of Unreason. And then lastly, from The Who Band. Not The Who, but Who. The Mongolian band, The Who Band. From their album The Garrick, check out Wolf Totem. That is such a good song. Yeah, I rushed that. Yeah, it's a long <laughs> list. It's a long list. So now to put you all out of your misery, what we've been talking about and sort of dangling in front of you is that I've gone ahead and made a Spotify playlist. Not all of the songs that I've picked for my songs of the decade have gone onto that playlist because otherwise it would be a 10-hour playlist. Yep. So I've picked one or two from each year. Yep. And done the same thing with yours, one or two from each year, and we've made a playlist called A Decade on Crank. Oh yeah. As we said, we're <laughs> leaning into this whole <laughs> crank thing. So, <laughs> if you're on Spotify, check it out, just search A Decade on Crank, you'll be able to find it there, and you can listen to all of the songs that we've just listed, minus a few I don't know, maybe I'll get a wild hair up my ass and decide to do all of them, who knows. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you'll be able to check it out. It's, again, a big mix, everything from tech death to electro-y sort of piano stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you'll be able to listen through yourself, and I'm sure you'll find something you like in that playlist. And you'll find something new. Yeah, And you'll sure. like it. That's it. Just check it all out, play it on shuffle, play it from the start. Who cares? Just go check it out. Just crank it. Just crank it. Everybody, not ladies and gentlemen, everybody, you are back listening to Crank on Planet Airwaves. I am the voice of God. It is time for Crank Live. And it's not what you mean. We're not making any live appearances anytime soon. No. But there are a lot of bands who are. Plenty of bands coming to Australia. Let's get right into it. Everclear. 90s veterans Everclear. They're in town from January 30th to February 21st. They've got a string of dates going on. They are headlining the Hotter Than Hell Festival on February 1st, on February 2nd, and again on February 15th. In the meantime, you can check them out at the Odeon Theatre in Hobart on the 2nd. The Croxton Band Room in Melbourne on the 6th, the Pier Band Room in Frankston on the 7th, the Basement in Canberra on the 9th, 
The Helm in Malulaba on the 12th, Parkwood Tavern in Parkwood on the 13th, The Racehorse Hotel in Bouval on February 14th. Welcome to Australian Towns. There you go. <laughs> Check them out at the Croxton. The Croxton is a cool place. It is, I've, yeah. I've played there a couple of times. What an, what an awesome place. Yep. Shout out to the Croxton. So moving on, we have one of my favourites, Corrosion of Conformity, playing Feb 4th to the 12th. They're going to be at Galatos in Auckland, Feb 4th. The Lion Arts Factory in Adelaide, Feb 5th. Amplifier in Perth, Feb 6th. Our old friend (laughs) Max Watts. (laughs) Melbourne on Feb 7th. The Crowbar in Brisbane on Feb 8th. And the Crowbar in Sydney on Feb 12th. Get your crowbars right. Yes. (laughs) If that's not enough for you, you can check out Punk Legends The Stranglers, uh, touring from February 5th to the 11th. You can check them out at the Astor Theatre in Perth on the 5th, the Forum in Melbourne on the 7th, the Enmore Theatre in Sydney on the 8th, the Tivoli in Brisbane on the 9th, and the Gov in Adelaide on the 11th. Also, big ones. Big one, yeah. Queen, featuring Adam Lambert. Feb 7th to Feb 29th. Now, <laughs> it's a long tour, but there's not many shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland, Feb 7th. Forsyth Bar Stadium in Dunedin, Feb 10th. And Suncorp Stadium, Brisbane, Feb 13th. And they do have more dates later in February, but we're going to leave that to the next episode. We will. Yep. First half of Feb in this show. There you go. If that's not enough for you, there's another guy coming to town. You may have heard of him. It's Alice Cooper. (laughs) And he's got with him none other than Airborne and the MC5, who are currently touring as MC50 because they've been going for that long. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You can check him out at the RAC Arena in Perth on February 8th. You can check him out at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre in Adelaide on the 11th. Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne on the 14th. I'm going. <laughs> the Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney on the 15th, and the Brisbane and the Brisbane Entertainment Centre in Brisbane on the 18th. Oh, what a show that would be! I'm jealous. Yeah. Moving on, we've got Oakley Dokley. Oakley Dokley. For those not familiar, they are a Simpsons themed band, specifically Ned Flanders. It's great. It's amazing. Yeah. So, we're going. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> we got tickets. We do. Can't wait. That's Feb 11th to Feb 15th. They're at the Zoo in Brisbane on the Feb 11th. The Basement in Canberra, Feb 12th. The Cambridge Hotel in Newcastle, Feb 13th. And Sydney's Crowbar, Feb 14th. <laughs> and then the one we're hitting up, Corner Hotel in Melbourne, Feb 15th. Good venue, the Corner Hotel. It's so good. It's a classic one, that one. And then finally, to top all of this off, if you've been paying attention, you'll realise that the majority of Australia is either on fire or it's already burnt. Yeah, it's horrible what's going on here at the moment. Big props to anyone out there fighting them. Yeah. And uh, our condolences to anyone that's lost anything due to these fires. It's catastrophic. Condolences to the... 
last I checked, it was 1.25 billion wildlife yeah. that have died. Unbelievable. Just crazy. Um, so yeah, a host of people have come together to hold the charity event, and it's got some really good names. It does. A lot of people who are coming to town, you know, they put their money down. Yep. They said, let's do it. And hosted by the legend that is Celeste Barber that has gone out and done one of the biggest fundraising yeah. acts I've ever seen on, uh, I believe it's GoFundMe. I think so, yeah. Yeah, started out at something like she wanted $10 million mm. or something, and she just blew through that, so she raised it to $25 million, and she blew through that, so she raised it to $35 million and blew through that, and the last time I saw it, she'd raised over $50 million yeah. for this. And uh, overall, something like $100 million have been raised yeah. through all these different Incredible. avenues. Yeah, it's it's just- amazing. So yeah, come on down to ANZ Stadium in Sydney on February 16th if you've got the time. The event is going to be hosted by Celeste Barber. And going through the, the list of the main attractions, you've got uh, a host of Australian people and some international acts. You've got Tina Arena, Pete Murray, Peking Duck, Olivia Newton-John, Lee Kernigan, Katie Lang, John Farnham, Jessica Malboy, Illy, Ice House, Hilltop Hoods, Guy Sebastian, Grinspoon, Delta Goodrum, Daryl Braithwaite, Conrad Sewell, Baker Boy, Amy Shark, and then the two that are just topping it all off, you've got Queen and Adam Lambert. It's not Freddie, but it's the closest you'll ever get. And look, he does a damn good job fronting that band. He does, yeah. He had big shoes to fill. And then topping it all off is none other than Alice Cooper. What a lineup! That's just incredible. And thank you to all those guys for putting your time in for this. Yeah, they didn't have to do it. No, they didn't. And they went ahead and did it. So big props. Big props. So that closes out the Australia and New Zealand tours. We, you know, clumped those all into one because, you know, our brothers from across the sea. Just like us. Yeah, pretty much. So us with volcanoes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so we're now moving on to world tours of course starting in the united states and canada with south america and mexico so starting off with cheap trick got a string of dates going from feb 4th to feb 16th falling in reverse are playing almost every date in february a large number of these shows feature both escape the fate and the world alive that's a good lineup check yeah, them out that is a good lineup uh Foreigner, the 80s power balladers. Power balladers? I guess that's a word. We'll make it a word. Yeah, the power ballad kings. We'll go with that. Yep. So, Foreigner are sort of just cruising their way across the US with dates going until Feb 15th with a show in Mexico City on Feb 28th. In the meantime, if you're in Las Vegas... Aerosmith have a, have a residency there. They've got six dates in Las Vegas until February 15th. That, that'll be a cool one. Oh, yeah. Moving on, we have Corn being supported by Breaking Benjamin. And they're basically full-time touring musicians throughout Feb. Everybody's coming to town. Yeah. February, yeah. Big year. Uh, lastly, in the United States, Queensryche are playing dates all over February until the 27th with... 12 of those shows to feature none other than John 5. Oh, that'd be so good to see. Yeah. So we're now moving over to United Kingdom and Europe. And Steel Panther have a, a number of dates across the UK and Ireland, with a single show to be played in the Netherlands on Feb 2nd. It's 
Slipknot will never, ever stop touring. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned them on every live show lineup that we've done. They'll never stop touring and we'll never stop mentioning them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they are, they're still going to be running around Europe until February 24th. Some of the, one of the busiest bands in music. Yeah. And another one that we've mentioned fairly regularly, uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Mm-hmm. So, really they are a, a touring band first and a studio band second. So, they're going through Europe and United Kingdom until Feb 20th, with four of the dates in Feb featuring Megadeth. Booyah. Booyah. Those are live shows. This is Crank on Planet Airwaves. I'm the voice of God, that is Pato, and we're going to be right back to wrap it right up. Hell yeah. Everybody, we are back to wrap things up, and we're going to preview next two weeks' episode. Not next week's episode, we're going two weeks. We're going to get this right eventually. We will. So, for the next episode, episode five, we're going to go through the back catalogue of Rush. We're going to pull apart the ones that we love the most, and we're just going to pay a massive tribute to Neil. There's no fucking drummer better than Pert. (laughs) <laughs> We've lost him, so we're going to remember him, and you can't remember him without going through the rush. Absolutely. And then it's fine, so So, yeah, we're going to go have a big listen to them, rip them all apart, and talk about them. Yep. And <laughs> grieve. And grieve. And grieve. So, big, big homage to Yeah. So... We're also going to be back on the rock and roll. <laughs> the inductees have been announced, and uh, we're going to tear through them for that. Yep. <laughs> How dare they get in? <laughs> so, look, props to the people that got in, but it's just going back to happen. Like, uh, our whole thing is it's the rock and roll hall of fame. So yeah, we're going to tear through the uh, tear through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, see who got in, and do what we do best. Bitch about it. Complain endlessly. Yep. <laughs> we're after you, Jan Wenner. We know what we're good at. We do it. We do it well. <laughs> and then, of course, part, we're, we're going back to the, the usual show yeah. next fortnight. Yeah, you got your news, your live shows, all that kind of stuff. And we'll be doing two new album reviews and... Yeah, we're sort of in this, like, we want to focus on the new 2020 stuff, but we've got a lot of 2019 stuff that we would like to visit. Yeah, so we'll be going through some of the late offerings from 2019. Yeah. That came in just before the end. So while we're focusing on a lot of stuff from 2020, there's just some stuff from 2019 that we didn't so we're going to be dusting that off, tearing them down. Yeah, we'll finish off 2019 as much as we can, and then it's 2020 all the way, really. That's it. So we're still, by the, you know, by the time we record this, it will be the second 
2020, but hey, we've got to finish 2019 off properly. Yeah, we do. So, yeah. So we've we've had a retrospective look in this episode. Next episode, there'll be a couple of albums from 2019 that we wanted to get done, and then we're done with 2019. And that's 2020. Pure, straight vision moving forward. Yep. It's, yeah, we're, we're focusing on the forward now. Absolutely. So, stick around. That's next episode. We'll see you in two weeks. As always, I am the voice of God. That man right there is Pado. You are listening to Crank on Planet Airwaves, which will soon be on Spotify, and we will have to figure out a different name for that. Yes. <laughs> Until next time, crank it. Crank it.